What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for this week five preview, Cody Barwick. Uh, my compadre, Nick McDonald. If anyone has heard from him, please let me know. I just want to make sure he's okay after that Denver Broncos game on Thursday night. Which he flew to Denver to go see, so I'm sure he's probably not in the best of spirits, but he did put together a very nice show doc for us here, so we appreciate that, Nick, and uh, maybe next week that Broncos turnaround that we continue to hope for happens, but uh, we, I'm not going to get into too much of that game. I think we'll break it down together when we do our Week 5 uh review episode i kind of want to get his input there at the game i mean i think one of the most entertaining parts was how the denver fans were reacting i know we were texting back and forth about that a little bit so um yeah i think i think we can go ahead let's hop in here real quick he does have a couple news and notes i'm going to pull up sleeper as well and just see if there's any new information that has come out Alrighty, so first we'll go through his list. Kamara is expected to be back. Also nice that they don't play at 8.30 in the morning central time this week. So if he is a late scratch, you should be able to make a change uh, rather easy this week. Waddle back at practice, good to see. Hollywood Brown back at practice, good to see. Godwin practicing. Swift, Hawkinson, and St. Brown not at practice Thursday. I did see a notification that St. Brown did practice Friday. And reminder, they do have that week six bye, so I could see him potentially um, going, you know, playing this week, having two weeks to rest up before they play their next game. Uh, but Swift, I would expect to be out. Hawkinson, I'd still expect to play. And then Kyle Pitts does not practice Thursday, also does not practice Friday. So he is a big concern, but even if you are the Kyle Pitts owner, maybe this is the opportunity to sit him and give your team an opportunity to put up points in that position. Not trying to throw shade, but if there's a high-level flex option out there, he's definitely worth the pickup. There's a couple more. I'm just going to kind of scroll through. I'm recording this Friday right after uh, Sleeper kind of sends out a lot of their practice updates. So kind of want to go through Jahan Dotson ruled out, Logan Thomas iffy to suit up, Cameron Brait ruled out, uh, McDaniel's hopeful that Tyree can go, Kyle Ham- oh Kyle Pitts hamstring ruled out for Week Five. I did not see that. So if you have Kyle Pitts, make sure you go get somebody else. Uh, Monroe St. Brown returned to practice. Daniel Jones will play this week. Uh, all right, and that's about it for now, but there is some decent injuries here. There's a couple that came out. Those are yesterday, which we touched on already. So, yeah, there's just keep an eye out. There's plenty of injuries out there. A couple, uh, you know, good to see a couple come through already, but just make sure you keep an eye on that going into the weekend. Um, but we can go ahead. We can transition into our Week 5 matchups here. Again, I'm just going to be doing this by myself. There's not going to be a lot of back and forth. I expect to kind of uh, burn through this. I'm not going to write down the time num- the time slot for each game uh, because I expect to get all 15 done in about 30-ish minutes. So I'm going to try and condense the podcast for you guys, make sure it's a little bit easier to consume. But let's go ahead and get on over into our game previews. <laughs> Alrighty, so first matchup here, 
New York Giants at Green Bay, but this game is in London. So again, if you have any of these players on in, any injury risk, which I can't think of off the top of my head, just make sure you set an alarm that morning. Uh, but Green Bay favored by nine points over under 41 and a half. Uh, I think the Giants side super easy for me. Uh, New York Giants, Daniel Jones, I don't want to start him. He is coming off that injury. Even in a two QB league, I would probably look somewhere else this week. Saquon Barkley, you're absolutely starting, no question. Um, so the wide receiver, Wandale Robinson, I did see that he is not going to be play. Um, I, I, Unless you need a desperation flex, I'm not starting You know, Richie James or Kadarius Toney. I don't think you should either. The, uh, the uh, cornerbacks and defensive ends for the Packers are pretty good. So I would just look away from here. And then Daniel Bellinger, uh, yeah, man, this has got to be Nick's, one of Nick's favorite guys to talk about. Um, he's probably the best option in this passing offense. That's not saying a lot, though. I'd still consider him a low-tier streamer, but he is getting a lot of looks from uh, Daniel Jones. So not too bad there. Got to love to see that. Um, but then we can transition over here to uh, the Green Bay Packers. All right, so the Green Bay Packers here, Aaron Rodgers. I would we both kind of have him in that low end starter category. Uh, as we go through, I might list a couple people, kind of compare them to him. Uh, Aaron Jones, absolutely starting. AJ Dillon, I think, is still considered a flex play. Um, he hasn't had those boom weeks that we were hoping for yet, but this may be an opportunity where. They go up by, you know, 14 points pretty quick, and A.J. Dillon gets to work. But it's tough to see that out of this Packers offense. So A.J. Dillon, his value may just be low, a potential trade for candidate there, I think, though, still. In the, we'll kind of put these in some options here. Dillon or Drake London, I'm going to go Drake London there. Dillon or Jeff Wilson, I'm also going to go Jeff Wilson there. And then Dillon or the running back Patriot, or <laughs> the Patriots running backs, um, I think I would go... Um, maybe Ramondre Dylan Harris. I'm just I'm on the Ramondre train, so um, I'm a little bit lower, I guess, on Dylan than I would say. But again, I think he's just still in that flex level consideration for you. Wide receivers: uh, Alan Lazard, Romeo Dubs, kind of in the same category. You're kind of hoping either comes down with a touchdown, um, or either of them kind of separate as the favorite target. But I think for right now, they're both kind of flex level options for you. Um, I typically, I'm going to personally lean Lazard. Um, we've this week, Aaron Rodgers talking about retirement. If these young receivers don't develop and other just nonsense, things like that, that he of course is just throwing out into the ether to give me the, give me the receiver. He knows he might not be dynamic. He might not be elite, but if he knows where you're going to be, he's more likely to throw it to you. I just like Lazard. Um, and, but, and this is a great question. Either of these two guys are Juju I'm probably starting either of these guys over Juju. I, I'm personally just out on the Chiefs wide receiver options. And then Lazard or or those two or Rashad Penny. Um, let me pull up the schedule here. I forgot who they're playing. The Seahawks. They're playing the Saints. Ah, it's a pretty tough defense. I think this is a game where the passing, you know, another game where a passing game can kind of get going for this team. I think I would go in in non PPR. I think I'm going Rashad Penny and just eating the matchup. But in half and non, it's definitely a discussion. And I think 
I think I may still be leaning Penny over both these guys, but if you if you need a wide receiver, I, I I don't think either of these two are bad options. I just I think Penny can still separate himself as that guy in Seattle. I'm not going to chase Penny ten, Penny's points too hard. We'll get to that later. Uh, Tyron Robert Tanyan, solid streaming candidate. Nick has a note here: Tanyan or Irv Smith. I think they're both right there in the same category. I'm going to take Tanyan though, uh, just with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football, and he doesn't have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen uh, stealing targets from him. All right, let's go ahead and transition to our next game. All righty, we got Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo minus 14. I've seen it also minus 14 and a half some places, over under 47 and a half. Uh, not leaving a lot of room here for Pittsburgh, but no surprise. This is one of the best defenses going against a, uh, a rookie quarterback in his very first start. So let's jump into the Pittsburgh side here. Kenny Pickett. Interested to see how this game goes, but you can't start him in fantasy this week. Um, you know, he was 10 for 13, 10 completions, three interceptions. No ball hit the ground, and a couple of those interceptions were just due to circumstance. But let's see how he does against a really good defense. Um, I just like it. He seems to be a lot more mobile, willing to move than Mitch Trubisky was. Hopefully, this offense uh, helps out, or hopefully, he helps this offense out a little bit. Running back here, Najee Harris. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to pivot off of them if you can. If you're in a shallower league and you don't have to start them, you have other options, I definitely would. Harris or James Conner, I think I'm still going to lean Harris based on volume there. Harris or Godwin, I'm going to lean Godwin. And then Harris or Kareem Hunt, I think I'd also lean, uh, lean Kareem Hunt. Let me check who the Browns are playing. Ooh, they're playing the Ravens. Um, I still think I'd lean Kareem Hunt over Najee Harris this week. I actually traded away Najee Harris in our mini Dynasty League uh, for Cortland Sutton, which I was maybe a little too high on the Broncos through four weeks. I'm not, not saying that there was any reason to be. I just imagined that they couldn't be that bad, but I may just be wrong and have to eat that. Uh, wide receiver, De wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, you're starting him. He's the volume play there. Um, but that's just something you definitely have to be in. Like you have to be looking at this game, seeing how the involvement goes. Once Pickett came in, he threw the majority of his targets to George Pickens, who ended up having a good game. It's interesting who's going to be that number one guy there. Both these guys should be rostered. Um, but yeah, if you're starting Deontay, I'm holding on Pickens for the week to see how it kind of plays out. But definitely some interesting stuff going on in that wide receiver room. Tight end, Pat, Pat Fryermuth, very tough matchup, but he's still in that streaming category. Nick again asked Tanyan or Muth. I'm just going to take Tanyan in the matchup, but Fryermuth is, is solidly in that higher tier of streaming tight ends. Um, it's just this is a tough matchup, and when you're streaming tight ends, you want to you play those matchups ultimately. Alrighty, that's going to wrap up Pittsburgh. Let's jump over to Buffalo. Alright, Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen absolutely starting him. Josh Singletary. He's getting some passing game volume. He could potentially move up to that RB2 category, but he's still just a solid flex at this point. Um, I think he's getting a little bit safer. I wouldn't call him boom bust. I think he has a solid floor at this point, but I think he's his, you know, bust potential or not i'm sorry his boom potential is also still kind of limited so uh lower ceiling but higher floor you know a, a safer flex play at this point for me stefan diggs you're playing him i think gabe davis is kind of moving into that boom bust wide receiver category i don't necessarily uh i'm not telling you to bench him but you know you're probably drafting him as your wide receiver too 
maybe wide receiver three or flex, depending on how you drafted. I think just temper expectations a little bit on a season-long basis, but he should still be in your lineup in most leagues. Then Isaiah McKenzie, concussion status needs to be monitored if he plays. And he, again, the concussion situation is a little bit weird this year, so I'm not going to touch on that right now. But if Isaiah McKenzie plays, I like him in this matchup. I think that he will be able to, um, being being the only guy in the slot for Josh Allen, it's going to bring you a lot of fantasy value. Um, and then tight end on that team, uh, what's his name? Dawson Knox. Uh, again, he's probably lower end streamer. You know, maybe a good option, but you're just hoping for a touchdown. I think, like, I would take Friar Muth and Tanyan over Dawson Knox at this point. So, we are good to move on to our next game. All right, Chargers at Cleveland Browns. Uh, Chargers favored by three, over under 47 and a half. So, should be a pretty good fantasy game here for a lot of the options. The quarterbacks uh, for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, you're starting him, of course. The running back, Austin Eckler, starting him, of course. Wide receiver room, Mike Williams. I think he is in that boom-bust wide receiver two category. Um, He should have somewhat of a safe floor. Like I just don't know how this offense doesn't involve him on a more consistent basis, but he is kind of just looking like their deep threat option, which is going to kind of – you have to put him in that boom-bust category. There's a chance that he disappoints on a week-to-week basis, so – should be a uh, an, an okay matchup, but we'll see how he goes. Again, I still think you can lock him into your wide receiver two role. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think you got to play him if he starts. It's looking iffy, if you will. Um, uh, it's looking iffy if he will play, sorry. But if he does, I mean, he's definitely just the possession, the target monster on this team. I think you can absolutely put him in there. And then Josh Palmer, I think I'm off the Josh Palmer train at this point. I would rather just stick it out with uh, other options on the on the waiver wire or um, on your lineup. But if you need someone to plug and play and Keenan Allen sits, you could just hope that he gets those targets again. And then tight end Gerald Everett, great play with no Keenan Allen, but I think he kind of moves into a low-end starter, high-end streamer once Keenan Allen comes back into the fold. All right, let's move over to... The Cleveland Browns. Jacoby Brissett, I would say you could start him in a 2QB league. Um, It will be a tough matchup against this defense, but this defense has shown to be exploitable. So I think if you're in a a super flex or 2QB, Jacoby should be at least an option for you. Uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you're starting both Nick Chubb, running back one territory, Kareem Hunt, RB2 to flex level. I think both of them are going to stay in your lineup. And then Amari Cooper, it's sad to say he's a lot closer to Keenan Allen. Uh, I'm sorry, a lot closer to Mike Williams than a lot of us would have thought coming into the season. Um, now, he isn't, this, I'm not saying he's the same level as Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams ultimately has a higher ceiling and a lower floor. Amari Cooper's probably just like 75% of both sides of Mike Williams, but he does find himself in that category. Um, I think he's a solid wide receiver too, or a flex option for you. He seems to be, uh, you know, Brissett's number one target. Um, maybe, besides this guy, tight end David Njoku. I think he's a solid starter right now. Seems to be heavily involved in this offense. It's crazy that he's been with the Browns for three, four years. I basically think almost the entire time Baker Mayfield was there, and he never found fantasy relevance. And now Baker's gone, and Jacoby Brissett's throwing the football, and he's a solid fantasy tight end. I Unbelievable to me, but that wraps up that game.
All right, Chicago at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by a touchdown at home over under 44. QB, Justin Fields. I'm looking to bench him, I think, in all situations. If you want a a potential rushing upside in a super flex or two QB league, I understand it, but I am personally going to try to avoid it, and I will avoid it because I do not have any shares of Justin Fields, luckily. Running back, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. This is a very odd situation. This is one you got to monitor. If Monty plays, Nick has him as a solid running back too. If no Monty, then he has Herbert as a high-end RB too. I tend to agree with that, but I think if Montgomery plays just based on the injury reports, this week is going to be the split that all of these Khalil Herbert fans have this think that it's going to be when Montgomery comes back. Um, I'm a little bit on the scared side to play either of them. Honestly, I just hope Montgomery rests another week. They can start Herbert, and then Montgomery just comes back to that number one role whenever he comes back. But we'll see how that one plays out. That's definitely one. Make sure you have your notifications on. Know who's starting. If Montgomery plays, I have him as a flex level. And if Montgomery doesn't play, Cleo Herbert's in that RB2 category for me. If Montgomery plays, I don't know what you do with Herbert. I, I would hope you just have someone that you feel more confident in. Um, otherwise, I boom bust flex option. You're hoping he breaks one in, in the probably limited work he would get. Uh, Chicago wide receiver room, no thank you. Uh, and tight end room, no thank you. Just, I mean, keep an eye on Darnell Mooney. He was fantasy valuable last year when, you know, the terrible mind of, um, oh, who was the bald guy that was their coach? Oh, I can't remember his name right now. That sucks. But, you know, he got completely crapped on for having a terrible offense. But at least he had Justin Fields actually throw the football to, uh, you know, Darnell Mooney, who's proven to be a pretty solid wide receiver. But nevertheless, that's a no for me. I think I'm just avoiding all pass-catching options in Chicago for the time being. If you're in a very deep league like I am, I am just going to hold on to Mooney and hope this offense adjusts just a little bit. But I don't have a lot of confidence in it. All right, let's get into the Minnesota Vikings here. QB Kirk Cousins, low-end starter. Um, The issue that you may see here is it just may be a low-volume day for Kirk Cousins because they may just get up big on the Bears early and then not have to throw a lot uh, going down the stretch of this game. Nick has a great point here. Opposing quarterbacks have only thrown 30-plus passes one of four weeks so far this year against the Bears, and that person happened to be Davis Mills, who may be on the only other team as bad as the Bears. So I think that we are um, we're okay with starting Kirk Cousins. I think there's probably some better options in that streaming category. Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins, I think I would lean uh, um, maybe Aaron Rodgers this week. Um as long as everyone's healthy and starting for him. I just think this could be a game where Kirk Cousins duds because it's just the game script kind of goes away from passing. Uh, running back, Dalvin Cook, I think he's a smash play this week. And then wide receiver, Adam or Justin Jefferson, smash play every week. The low passing volume, you aren't going to take this guy out of your lineup. Adam Thielen, again, Nick here, the low volume, scares both me and him. He could score and get um, you know some fantasy value that way. But he may also get like three targets for, you know, 16 yards and just, you know, not be used as much. 
Uh, Nick here, Thielen or Lazard. I think I'm leaning Lazard in his matchup. And then Thielen or Elliott, I think I'm also leaning Elliott in his matchup. So not that I'm completely out on Lazard, but I just think this is a week. You know, last week was a week that he was going to have to be used against the Saints defense. He came up decent for fantasy football. This is a week where I don't know if he's going to be as necessary. I will say, though, if he is bad this week, I think he's a solid by low target. He actually looks really good out on the field. He doesn't look old or slow or anything like that. He's just kind of going to be a product of this offense. And then tight end Irv Smith Jr., he's a solid streamer, um, probably right up there in that um, Tanyan and... um, Oh, who's the Fryer Muth category? Probably right in that same category for me. But that will wrap up the Minnesota Vikings. All right, Detroit at New England. New England is favored by three, over under 46 and a half. Uh, Jared Goff, I mean, he continues to play well. Um, you know, they have a bad defense, so it seems like they're always going to have to be throwing the football. Um, Nick has him as he, he's still a streamable candidate, but I think you have to look elsewhere. Just it's going to be tough against, um, you know, the Bill Belichick defense. And I think if Amon Ross St. Brown plays, I, I have a lot more confidence in Jared Goff. As long as him and Hawkinson are in there, Jamal Williams will be in there. So I think I like Goff. He has Goff or Stafford here. I think I'm going Goff. I just I can't trust the offensive line for the Rams and for Stafford to produce because the only person he feels confident throwing the ball to is Cooper Cup, and then his second option is Tyler Higby. So I'm just kind of going to be out on Stafford right now fantasy-wise. Now, Stafford's also the quarterback that could turn it around in any week, but when your offensive line looks that bad and they had another offensive line injury, um, the Rams just they're kind of iffy for me right now. Uh, so golf, I think, is definitely in that streaming category. Running back, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. I think Swift's missing without a doubt. So if you have Swift, just move him to your bench. Don't expect him to play. And then Jamal Williams is a must-start, um, even in the tough matchup if DeAndre Swift is out. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think if he plays, you're obviously playing him. And then if he is out, I think Reynolds is a solid flex play. If St. Brown starts, I'm not going to start Reynolds. I think his fantasy value goes down. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, he is a solid starter. I don't want to overreact to last week, but it's so good to see him have that kind of a game. He's been a tight end that a lot of people have, you know, kind of expected to somewhat take over the league at this position. Um, but as still at this point, I just don't think that he is. Um, he's not going to have those weeks. You know, it's going to be his best week of his career, most likely. But it's nice to see that that is at least in the realm of possibilities. He may be able to do that again. All right, that's going to wrap up Detroit. All righty, New England here. Bailey Zappi. Nick says he's a legit option in a two QB leagues in this cupcake matchup. I don't necessarily mind that, but I just I don't really like betting on Patriots offensive weapons right now. Uh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, both low-end RB2 to flex options this week against the easier matchup. And then Devontae Parker, uh Okay, Nick said he's not very confident in Parker in a redraft, but he does like him as a DFS option. Probably a good DFS option if you're trying to play in like the Millie Maker or something like that, because uh, if he does have a boom game, I don't think he's going to be overly um, overly utilized. And then tight end, not with Zappy. I think you just got to avoid Hunter, Hen- Hunter Henry. Um, he's been rough anyway, so I think you just kind of avoid that. Um, so yeah, I mean... 
Personally, I, I would probably lean away from Zappi. In two QB leagues, it's a lot of roster management. And I don't know if you're if you just have a low end streamer that you're okay with dropping, that's fine. But I don't know if Zappy's worth dropping a RB or wide receiver to you know put another quarterback on your bench. So I'm probably avoiding Zappy. I'd start the running backs in the flex position, and then Parker and DFS sounds fine with me. But that will wrap up the Patriots. All righty, Seattle at New Orleans. New Orleans minus five and a half, over under 46. We will talk about this in our best bets because I will be hammering Seattle. I think that New Orleans uh, is, I just don't feel like the books have adjusted to New Orleans so far this year. They look pretty bad overall. Um, I know you can say their weapons are out and this and that, but you can still just see the overall team didn't look very good. Uh, let's start on the Seattle side. Geno Smith back in QB2 for Superflex and um, uh, two QB leagues. And it is a tough matchup, but he's looked solid as a quarterback. I'm not going to be on the Geno Smith is resurrecting his career train. But, I mean, if he can play, you know, 80% of what he has through the first four weeks, I mean, Seattle, they're looking like geniuses for moving on from Russell Wilson to move to Geno Smith, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, running back Rashad Penny, he's a flex play, but don't chase, don't chase last week's performance. This is not a buy low or, or really a buy high candidate. If you can sell him for someone in the RB2 category that's going to be more consistent, I would absolutely do that. But if you need to star him, he does have that big start him. He does have that big play potential. Um, so the wide receiver room, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It's tough because DK could get that Marsh that uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, blanket that he we have been you know used to seeing at this point through the season and Tyler Lockett may just be that target machine that we are kind of used to seeing as well so um, I think they're both kind of still in that flex level option for me DK can always break off a big play at any time and Tyler Lockett seems to be getting a lot of targets from Geno so I think they're both flex level options I may actually like Tyler Lockett a little bit more this week just because of the tough matchup but not not enough to overreact or anything and then tight end uh it's just tight end by commute by committee there I guess uh Disley would be the the one you want because he just seems to be continuously scoring tight end or touchdowns but I don't feel confident starting him so that'll wrap up Seattle all right, New Orleans here. Jameis Winston, uh, he's an okay streamer um, in this matchup, but I just I don't know if he's going to play. That's just kind of tough. If he does play, you know, is the injury lingering? Winston or Golf? I think I'm leaning Golf. Winston or Stafford? I think I, if I had to start either of those two guys, I would look at a third option on the bench. But I guess I would lean Jameis just because he has an easier matchup. Um, but if that's your quarterback situation, I'm sorry, that's really rough. I would consider uh, looking at trade options there. Uh, running back Alvin Kamara, if he plays, yes. If he doesn't play, Ingram startable. Wide receiver Chris Olave, absolutely starting him. Uh, Thomas, unless he's off the injury report, I probably am not starting him. We told you, um, you know, to sell high on him after his first two kind of boomish weeks. But at this point, he's boom-bust flex, even if he does play and the injury risk comes off. Um, you know, he seems more likely to re-injure himself than to continue having value for fantasy football. So if you could trade him for any kind of valuable asset, I, I would do so. I would look to move off of him. You know, I don't know if this would even be in the realm of possibility just because their arrows are going two completely different ways. 
But if that Ramondre Stevenson owner has a bunch of uh, running backs, I would send him a Michael Thomas for Ramondre Stevenson offer. Um, I, if I was the Stevenson owner, I would reject that right away. But if they need a, if they need another wide receiver option and have a plethora of running backs, might be a team worth uh, trade worth trying. And then Taysom Hill. I don't even know what to do here. He's on the streaming radar if Winston sits, but you're really he's on, he's a streamer. You're hoping he's going to get in the end zone. I don't think he's going to get enough volume to be fantasy relevant unless he finds his way into the end zone, which he just has a knack for doing. But that'll wrap up the Saints. All righty, Miami at the New York Jets. Miami minus three, over under 44 and a half. So Miami, a road favorite by a field goal. Let's start here on the Miami side. Teddy Bridgewater uh, in one QB leagues. I hope you have a better option than having to start him, but he is a solid play in Superflex and two QB. Running back Raheem Mostert, he's the guy with the hot hand right now. Seems like he should be the guy that gets the majority of the work, but there's still going to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of doubt uh, creeping in the back of your mind. Uh, Nick has a few names here. Um, let's see, Mostert or Elliot Thielen Davis. And wow, Nick has Mostert, Elliot Davis, Thielen. I think I would switch. I'd go Elliot. Davis, or wait, who are the Bills playing this week? Oh, Pittsburgh. Mm, I'd go Elliott, Mostert, Davis, Thielen. So I would, I just think Elliott has a higher upside than Mostert still. Um, yeah, and then Chase Edmonds, don't hate as a flex because you don't know how the game plan is really going to go, but he should be kept in just about every league because if Mostert goes down, he immediately becomes the guy. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, you're starting them. Um, may want to temper expectations, a little bit of injury news and with the backup quarterback, but you're definitely not going to take them out of the lineup. Tight end, Mike Gusecki. We've been off the Mike Gusecki train for a while now. I think you guys should join us and uh, just not even consider starting them. And that'll wrap up the Miami Dolphins. All right, the New York Jets here, Zach Wilson. Um, he had a strong second half last week. Hopefully he can continue to improve on that and get some uh, fantasy relevance in two QB leagues. But at this point, I'm still going to look elsewhere. Uh, Brees Hall, he's entering RB2 range. Seems like he should be um, taking over this backfield as we kind of projected. This is one of my big W's on the season. Three weeks ago, I told you to go out there and get Brees Hall, especially if that manager was kind of reeling a little bit. 100% a smash right there. As long as he stays healthy and continues to get the workload that we're expecting, he's going to be a smash play for me for the rest of the season. Uh, Michael Carter is the biggest issue. He still gets involved. Deep league flex consideration. Um, Nick here has Carter or Edmonds. I would go Carter. I just don't. I can't trust that Edmonds is going to be involved enough to become fantasy relevant. I know Carter's still going to get some work here with the Jets. Um, but that could I could completely fall on its face. This could be the week that the Jets completely go to Hall, and this could be a week where the Dolphins completely go to Edmonds. That's what makes these decisions so difficult is we just don't know where the minds are of the coaches. Um, but besides that, we'll move into some wide receivers here. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I think, is still the preferred option for fantasy players here, but you know the matchup's going to be a little bit tough going against a tough Miami defense. And on top of that, we're still not sure how Zach Wilson's going to, 
you know, who is going to be favorite targets going to be and how stuff's going to be spread out. So I think that we just kind of have to wait and see there. Um, but we will kind of take a look and see kind of where those target shares go through maybe the first two to three weeks of Zach Wilson being back. But for right now, all of these guys still scare me. Uh, Garrett Wilson or Rashad Penny, I have to go Penny even in the unfortunate matchup. Uh, Garrett Wilson or Devontae Smith, I think I'm going Wilson in that matchup, but Devon, I can understand the argument for Devontae Smith. Um, but they're both in that same boom-bust category for me. And then Wilson or Juju, I'm going to go Wilson because they're both boom-bust, and I think Wilson's boom is a lot higher than Juju's. So um, out of those four, Nick would win Smith, Wilson, Penny, Juju. I think I'm just a little bit off. I think I'd go Wilson, Penny, Smith, Juju. So a little bit difference there, but I think all of them were kind of in that same category overall. But we agree Juju's the worst option. So if you're looking at a start-sit decision with Juju, if you have any of those three names, start them over Juju. I said Juju a lot right there. So Juju one more time. All right, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis are kind of in the same category. They're just slightly below Wilson because I think their boom games are probably just slightly lower as well. But all of these guys should probably be rostered in deep leagues. Again, I want to go, I want to wait this week. I want to wait next week. I want to get a three week target share analysis and really just try and take a look and see if there's a trend that I can jump on and maybe go trade for one of these guys if they're a little bit iffy. But for right now, I just want to hold them all and, um, and wait at the moment. Uh, and then Tyler Conklin, he's he's in the streaming territory. Uh, he did stay involved with Wilson under center last week. We will see how uh, how his involvement continues. But I think if you need a startable tight end, streamable tight end, Tyler Conklin is in that uh, category for you if he's out there on waivers. But that'll wrap up those New York Jets. All right, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus nine points over under 48. Woof. Atlanta, quarterback Marcus Mariota. Um, I think in two QB leagues, he's still a fine quarterback two option, but this is going to be a tough matchup. They're probably going to have a spy on him a good amount of the game, so his rushing upside is going to be capped. I may look elsewhere, but he's going to be in that low-end QB two option. If there's not another better option out there, then I think you can roll with them. Uh, Algier and Huntley. Caleb Huntley, Tyler Algier, for those who may not know who they are. Uh, flex considerations, Nick and I are both leaning Algier, um, but if you can wait on these guys and not have to start either of them, please do. This is such a bad matchup against a really good rushing defense, and neither of these guys have been proven to be solid fantasy or NFL running backs, even though they both looked all right last week. I would just go ahead and avoid the matchup if you could. Wide receiver, Drake London. Um, if his... If his target share holds up, or if uh, and he continues to get in the end zone, he's going to continue to have great fantasy value. Um, they should have to throw because they should be down. Drake London should be a smash play in your wide receiver three, uh, maybe even a wide receiver two category this week. And then tight end Kyle Pitts, we've already talked about. He's been ruled out for this week. If you're the Pitts owner, we've talked about already plenty of streamable tight ends. Go out there, go get one, and uh, let's see. Let's see, let's see you get some points in that tight end position for the first time this year. All right, and we can move over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, I'm definitely starting him. You are getting uh, 
you're getting his options back. He's going to be good for fantasy again. It's been a rough couple weeks, but don't stress about it too much. Leonard Fournette, you are starting him. Um, you know, again, last week, White was involved a good amount of the game, but they were trailing for a good amount of that game, basically the entire game. So uh, Fournette, you're definitely starting him, but Rashad White's someone to keep an eye on. Um, wide receiver here, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I think you're both you're starting both with confidence. If Godwin does not play, Gage is a flex option, but um, if Godwin and Mike Evans are both there, 100% starting them. If you're still holding Julio, I don't know what you're doing. I I don't I just don't. He, he's either going to be a scratch or he's going to have limited involvement. He's a roster clog at best. And then tight end position here, uh, no thank you. Cameron Brates, I believe, was ruled out. I think we talked about that. Um, who was the guy that they went and got this offseason? I don't care, so it doesn't matter. Can't remember the name. Not Probably not going to be fantasy relevant, but may just want to keep an eye to see if he gets more work on the on the field without Brait, see if he can move into that full tight end one zone. But for this week, don't even worry about it. Tennessee at Washington. Tennessee minus 2.5 over under 42.5. Oh, I didn't do the transition there. Sorry, guys. But Tennessee quarterback Ryan Tannehill, he's back in QB2. He is what he is at this point. Not a lot of confidence there. Derrick Henry, you're definitely starting him. And then in the wide receiver room, I think you should start Robert Woods just because he is the only option there. Um, I'm starting Robert Woods over both these guys that Nick has listed, both Travis Etienne and Elijah Moore. I just think he's going to be more of a necessity than he already was. My issue is this offensive line doesn't look good, doesn't give Tannehill a lot of time, so we'll just kind of see how this passing game looks. But just based on pure need, Robert Woods should have fantasy value. And then tight end, I Nick forgot to write the guy's name here. I can't remember, but I just know every time I see it, I always think I'm thankful I'm not starting that guy this week. So uh, let's just not even worry about it again. Washington, oh, here we go. All right, there we go. Got the transition back. Washington Commanders, QB, Carson Wentz. He's on the streaming radar in a positive matchup. That's Carson Wentz is a streaming-level quarterback. You've got to play him in good matchups. This would be the week to try and play him. Totally understandable there if you do. Um, he's definitely startable in two QB leagues as well. Running back, Antonio Gibson. So this is going to be... Kind of something crazy. I, I don't think Nick, when he made this show doc, would have seen this report on Sleeper, but there was a report that Brian Robinson broke a long run in touchdown and Ron Rivera lit up like, this is my guy kind of lighting up. Again, just a report off a of Sleeper, nothing directly from the team. But um, if, if Robinson does not play, Gibson's a fine flex. If Robinson is active... I'm sitting everyone in this room with the hopes of Brian Robinson um, taking it over this week. I wouldn't bet on him in his first week back, similar to what we said about J.K. Dobbins. Uh, and then the uh, wide receiver options here, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. With McLaurin, it's been a rough couple weeks. You're starting him in a good matchup, but again, he is moving into what we already kind of mentioned last week. He's a boom-bust category. Um you can go out there and get yourself someone of value for Terry McLaurin based on name value still, I think you got to do it. I mean, in, in good matchups, they're going to have boom weeks, but 
Um, I'll be. It'll be interesting to see where this team is at at the end of the year. If this locker room, if another locker room seems to just quit on Carson Wentz and and Ron Rivera, you know, may not have a job with the Commanders next year. All around, just weird stuff going on. So I just, I would personally try to avoid this team if possible. Uh, Curtis, at least for the rest of season. Like if I could trade these players for value, I would. He's still a fine starting option this week in a flex role. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he's kind of in that same category with McLaurin but with a higher floor lower ceiling um I in a again if you were to happen to have both these guys on your roster if you're favored by 10 points this week and you think that you have the better roster I'm throwing Samuel in there and I'm just going to have that safe floor for the week if you're favored or if you are an underdog by 10 points and you kind of look at those rosters and you're like I need someone that could potentially put up 25 30 in a full PPR I think you got to go McLaurin. I don't know if he has a ceiling that high, but Samuel doesn't. So I I would go with you know kind of situational situational fantasy football there. I can't just claim one over the other because I think there's a lot of uh, nuance there. But we got some names here: Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Devontae Smith, Ezekiel Elliott. I. And personally going McLaurin, Zeke, Devontae Smith, Curtis Samuel. Again, but it also just depends on the matchup. That's a tough one when you have two on the same team that kind of play two different roles there. Um, But I still think McLaurin would barely be my number one option. And then tied in on this team, it's it's worth keeping an eye out on... uh, uh, Logan Thomas, but still not not overly thrilled if that's who you're having to start. All right, Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus seven, over under 43 and a half. Houston quarterback Davis Mills, no thank you. Running back Damian Pierce, yes thank you. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks, yes thank you. Tight end for this team, no thank you. Other options for this team, a no thank you. Brandon Cooks, Damian Pierce, or they should be the only two players even in starting range on this team. Um, and we'll just keep it nice and simple there for the for the Texans. All right, Jacksonville, a little bit more deep here. Trevor Lawrence, the freaking Jaguars. They've been my team of the season. I've been all over them. I think they look good. Trevor Lawrence looking like that number one prospect again. Um, crazy what happens again when you actually get a real NFL coach in there and not Urban Meyer. Uh, love to see it, though. I, I have Trevor Lawrence, I think, in every fantasy league. Uh, at this point like I, I think that he could potentially be that next guy um, and, and this week he's a solid streaming option against a soft matchup and he, that's in one QB leagues if you're in two QB or two QB or super flex and he's your quarterback too you're in for a treat this week running back James Robinson you're starting him Travis Etienne desperation flex the only thing you're hoping is this team's up big and they let Robinson sit in the fourth quarter or something like that I don't see it happening. ETN, I'm not dropping yet because he's the clear one if something happens to Robinson. he's st- But oh, I, I, it's, it pains me to see this, but he's a lot closer to – this relationship is looking a lot closer to a Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, as opposed to a Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. So at this point, I, I would keep ETN on the bench if at all possible. Christian Kirk. Yep, I'm playing him. Soft matchup. He's been Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. 
Zay Jones uh, depends on the injury, but um, in full and half PPR formats, I think he's a flex category player as long as he is clear from all injury risk. And then, um, you know, Evan Ingram, I would, I can, I can say this is a little bit of a miss for me. I kind of bumped him up into that streaming slash somewhat startable category for the past couple of weeks. Four targets in the last two weeks combined. Oh, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna keep him in the streaming t- category. If there's no other option out there on your waiver wire, if you're in a deep league and Evan Ingram's it, I think he's he's has the potential to have a good week this week. But if there are some other options that we've highlighted, like a Robert Tanyan, Irv Smith, I think I'm and a Pratt Fryer Muth. I think I'd put Evan Ingram below all of them um, by a good amount. But that'll wrap up the Jacksonville Jaguars for us. Alrighty, San Francisco at Carolina, San Francisco minus six and a half over under 39 and a half uh, quarterback Jimmy G. I prefer not to start him in any format. This is a tough matchup against a good Carolina defense. Um, but in, in the two QB league, I mean, he's a desperation quarterback too. And like my, in my, that's the way I feel about it. I, I don't know where I was going with my, when I got tongue twisted, but Oh, well, uh, Jeff Wilson, he's a solid RB2 play. He's getting all the work right now. As long as he's getting all the work and he's healthy, he's going to be your RB2. Uh, wide receiver room, Debo, Samuel, yep. Brandon Ayuk, desperation flex. Um, I would rather sit him in this game due to the low over-under of 39.5. Um, and he just hasn't shown enough fantasy relevance this year for me to have confidence playing him. But boom, bust, flex. But I would say it's like 75% busts, 25% boom. So you're really, he is the epitome of boom busts. Uh, tight end, George Kittle. Okay, I was I had to read Nick's, Nick's comment here. He said, give him one more week. If he does again with limited involvement, you may need to bench him until he shows it. I actually agree with this. I think that... Again, my and I am not in a genius football mind by any means, but I just think he's forced to block because they're all pro left tackle. Trent Williams is, is out. So as long as Trent Williams is out, George Kittle is going to be more involved in the blocking game, and he's just going to have limited passing opportunities. But he is still George Kittle. If he gets the ball in his hands, he could take it to the house, and that's still tight end fantasy value. I just don't know if there's going to be people on your streaming, uh, on your waiver wires that are going to be worth – because this is this is where the way your transaction is going to have to look. You're going to have to move George Kittle from your starting tight end spot to a, a bench spot. Then when you go to go add your streaming tight end, you're going to have to add the streaming tight end, and you're going to have to drop either a quarterback that you're holding, which means you're streaming quarterbacks. And if you're streaming quarterbacks, it's all. If you're in a deeper league, it's, sometimes it's nice just to roster an extra one in case there's a you know a big difference between what's out there and what you have. Running backs and wide receivers are easily the two most valuable positions in fantasy football. They get injured all the time, and they, you know, their backups find value usually at some point in the season. And then, you know, you're you're dropping one of those three to go pick up another tight end when you have George Kittle. Um, I think if you're willing to bench him, I think you should try and trade him and try and get someone of fantasy relevance for George Kittle, someone who's going to bite on that name value. All right, Carolina, QB, Baker Mayfield. Nick just put LOL. I'm not even going to get going on Baker Mayfield. He's fucking hot garbage. He's hit right there with Russell Wilson. I hope Nick listens to this just for that comment. Running back, Christian McCaffrey, not excited this week, but he's starting. you're starting him regardless of the matchup. 
Um, and then every other option on this team, hell no. Baker Mayfield's throwing him the football, and he's a garbage can. So I'm, I'm done. I don't even want to talk about this team anymore. Start McCaffrey, bench everybody else. Let's move on. All right, Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Ram. The Ram, Rams, the Rams are favored by four and a half points over under 43. Dallas quarterback Cooper Rush, low in QB2. He's looked good, but I did hear a stat on another podcast today. He has three interceptions called back to do, due to defensive penalty and two dropped interceptions. I know that's not a stat, but he's only played in three games, five pickable balls those games. He could be one and two of the all five of those picks go through and he does not look like a potential Dak replacement yada 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 so a low in qb2 it's a decent matchup but you know i i would expect i would go ahead and if you can bet his over under of interceptions at 0.5 i would bet the over he's gonna throw one to jalen ramsey this game running backs zeke's zeke man i'm getting tongue-tied right now running backs ezekiel elliott and tony pollard um I still have Zeke, low-end RB2, flex considerations, but the Rams do have the number one run defense so far, probably because they're always going against the run because their offense is having issues scoring, but it is something to consider. Um, I still like Zeke. I think this is a game that the Cowboys could potentially be winning, and Zeke may be more involved. Um, we got some names here, Singletary, Elliott, Patriots guys, or Drake London or Zeke. That, this one's going to be pretty simple for me. I'm going to go Zeke 1. I'm going to go Drake London 1. Zeke, uh, Zeke 2. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson 3. Devin Singletary 4. And then Damian Harris 5. And then Tony Pollard. He's just a half tier below Zeke. Did not have a good game last week. But see again, seems to be more involved in the passing. And if these splits go 50-50, he's going to have fantasy relevance. But you got to be a little bit... He's probably more boom bust, but the bust is still a little bit higher with Pollard than the boom. The wide receiver room, C.D. Lamb. He is looking good with Cooper Rush. You can start him and you don't have to worry as much as whenever the injury first happened to Dak. Michael Gallup, uh, you know, hoping to see that he's healthy and involved in this offense. He's more of a long-term play. I don't have a lot of confidence starting him, but if you hold him, I totally understand. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I don't think you can play him right now, but he is a good buy low. If you're someone who has Gerald Everett, I'm trying to make a trade. And one of my key points is you have Gerald Everett. Keenan Allen's going to come back. Take Dalton Schultz from me and give me Amon Ross St. Brown. But there's a lot more to do with that trade than just that. But that is one of the points that I'm trying to drive home because I think he is someone that not only when Dak comes back, but when he gets fully healthy, he's just going to be a good part of this offense. Um, and let's go ahead and transition to the Los Angeles Rams. QB, Matt Stafford. We are on the same page here, Nicholas, if you're listening to this. Trying to avoid him. He is uh, – Dallas, Dallas has a great pass rush right now going against probably the worst-looking offensive line in football. So I just – I don't want any parts of Matthew Stafford, and that kind of just trickles down into the run game. I don't think that fantasy players or Sean McVay have a strong lean between Daryl Henderson and Cam Cam Akers. Uh, But so at this point, I think I'm going to go ahead and just, if I can, I'm just avoiding the Rams' backfield completely. If one of them gets injured and the other becomes the main guy and gets three down work, he's going to have some kind of fantasy relevance, but they're both just low-end flex plays. I think you're going to have better options out there. 
Wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Yeah, you're starting him, of course. He's the best player in fantasy football. And then Allen Robinson. I, I will say this is one of my other big Ws. Again, I just didn't understand the hype on Allen Robinson. We've seen him look bad last year. You know, there's not a lot of times where team where players look like they have just kind of fell off a cliff. They go to another team and they're amazing. I know OBJ did it in a in the same offense last year, but I don't think at any point that we thought Allen Robinson was as good as OBJ. I think both their peaks, OBJ was a lot higher. I think both their floors, OBJ is a lot higher. So, um, Allen Robinson, big W for me. I don't have any shares of him, and I, I, he's in the drop category. If you're in a shallow league, you drop, just drop him. Put that bomb on somebody else's bench. Let somebody else play him. Tight end, Tyler Higby. he's a must start. I, I don't know. I, he's probably top five for me right now in starting tight ends. It's just a complete volume play right there. When you're getting the ball thrown to you that many times, you're going to be, fan, you're gonna be fan, valuable for fantasy football at a very um, – you know, rough position for fantasy players. Higby could potentially be a trade for candidate if you have someone like a, uh, I don't know, a Kyle Pitts. You might be able to go get yourself a Higby and maybe something else if someone still believes in Kyle Pitts, but probably not. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's quit talking about Kyle Pitts. He's not even playing this week. All right, Philadelphia at Arizona. Philadelphia favored by five and a half points on the road, over under forty eight and a half. Little quick uh, nerdy stat here. Philadelphia is 0-5 against the spread and outright in Arizona in the uh, in the five times these teams have played in Arizona. And I believe one of those included the NFC Championship game when Kirk Warner won. Kurt Warner won. Um, but needless to say, maybe maybe a little bit of bad juju there, but this Philadelphia team looks nuts. Starting first with their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. You're starting him. Running back, Miles Sanders. He's a solid running back too. And if you're in one of those deep leagues, I don't mind holding on to Gainwell as just a potential option in case Sanders gets hurt. Uh, the wide receiver room, A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is a must-start every week. He's been very consistent, and when he gets into the end zone, he has boom weeks, but Byron Murphy is a little bit of a problem there. Um, probably going to see him shadow A.J. Brown, but he is Jalen Hurts' favorite target. I'm starting A.J. Brown regardless of matchup. Just may want to temper expectations a hair. Um, all right, and then... Uh, oh, Devontae Smith, of course. Boom bust, wide receiver two. We kind of hit on some of these names already, um, but Devontae Smith, Chris Olave, Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary. Um, let's see what he has. I think I completely agree with his list. Chris Olave, one. Devin Singletary, two. Devontae Smith, three. Samuel, four. If you want to switch Smith for Singletary, if you need maybe a little bit more boom in your lineup this week, totally get that. And then Dallas Goddard, yeah, you're 100% starting him. Again, if you're the Kyle Pitts manager, this may be another guy you go try and trade for, but good luck. I don't think the Goddard manager's giving him up anytime soon. All righty, that'll wrap up the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk about the, sorry for doing that twice, Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. Uh, This this is something I'm struggling with. I'm actually going to call Nick and talk to him about this. I have Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence in my uh, one of my leagues. I'm considering starting uh, Trevor Lawrence over Kyler Murray. I think Trevor Lawrence could potentially have a very good week this week. And uh, 
I'm concerned. This is a tough matchup, and Kyler Murray in this Cardinals offense has now looked good. Nick says he's not looking to a streamer over him. I'm going to say I think Trevor Lawrence is kind of still – he's a very high-tier streamer for me. I'm still maybe considering it, um, but we will – again, we will kind of see there. Uh, running back, if you have Kyler Murray, if there's not a good streaming option like a Trevor Lawrence out there, just start Kyler. But if there's someone out there that's on the high-end streamer, Mm, may want to think about it but running back James Conner he's in the RB2 uh conversation but gosh this is a tough matchup I think that, that this matchup really kills Conner for me this week um maybe not to the level of my uh co-host Nick uh, I'm glad that he decided to leave me with this list while he was going to be gone we have James Conner Ezekiel Elliott Devontae Smith or Devin Singletary and this is Nick's lineup Devin Singletary, Devontae Smith, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott. Whew, I think he may be overthinking the room a little bit here. Uh, going Singletary over the other three options. I'm still going to put Zeke one, Conner two, Singletary, and Smith are interchangeable depending on your matchup. Um, but we're going to reference this one. This this will be this will be brought back up when we do our recap show. I'm going to highlight this little list he has because little bit crazy in my opinion but that's what fantasy football is for you never know what could happen wide receiver uh marquise brown he's a must start until hopkins comes back and then zach Ertz, kind of same thing there must start you know he's getting a lot of targets at the tight end position those are just generally hard to come by so go ahead and pick him up or <laughs> go ahead and play him if you still have him on your roster of course all right, Cincinnati at Baltimore. I believe this is the Sunday night football game. It is. So we only have two more. I thought I was going to keep this to 45 minutes, and we're already about to hit the hour mark. So I'll go through these last two games kind of quick for you, get you out of here. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Baltimore minus three points over under 48 and a half. I actually like Cincinnati money line in this matchup, but we will uh, get into that maybe in the betting show. Cincinnati QB Joe Burrow, uh, solid low end starter. I think the options on this team just make him a starter every week. Uh, running back Joe Mixon, you're starting. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you're starting. Tyler Boyd, he's a very, very high likely chance of a bust and a low chance of a boom. But in crazy deep leagues, he's probably started at probably startable in a flex option. But I don't play in a league where I would put Tyler Boyd in any of my lineups. Like this should be. 14 teams super deep leagues if you're in one of the crazy like 32 team leagues something stupid like that that this show really means nothing to you then tyler boyd becomes fantasy relevant other than that he's maybe not even worth a roster spot hayden hurst not thrilled about his recent involvement very very low end streamer um i i would put him up there pretty close to daniel bellinger at this point all right, a little bit easy here with the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, you're absolutely starting him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I think you can start him. I we like I said, we wanted to wait till we saw it, and we saw it, man. He looked good. Um, I'm starting him. He was also involved in the passing game. Pretty crazy. He might actually get you know four or five targets a game. He might be a cheat code for fantasy football. Uh, Dobbins or Dylan, Dobbins or Penny, Dobbins or Cooks. I'm assuming that means Brandon Cooks. So obviously I'm going to go Cooks number one there. I'd actually go Dobbins two, Dylan three, Penny four. Um, I think maybe maybe Penny, Dylan, I switch in and out depending on if I need a boom week. I maybe go Penny just because he could always break one where Dylan may just get me, you know, 
12 carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown. And I'm happy with that if I need a solid floor. Penny has the potential to get you 20 carries, 140 yards, and a touchdown or two. So just kind of depends on what you're looking for there. Um, but Penny is in that tough matchup. Then the wide receiver room, Rashad Bateman, boom or bust. Uh, he does have an injury you'd need to monitor. I would have been kind of say, saying, you know, hold on. Not hold on, but Bateman's still startable. Starting to get a little bit on that iffy side. I think he's very clearly in the boom-bust category. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say say about him there. If he has a boom week, I think he's a trade, trade-away candidate for your roster. And then tight end, Mark Andrews. Uh, there's nothing to say there. You're starting him, obviously. All right, our last week of the matchup. We're hitting right at one hour here, so we will get you out of here pretty quick. We got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. KC minus seven, over under 51 points. I think I like that over. I think that's actually maybe hitting in the best bets this week as well. I know it's a lot of points with 51, but guess what the Chiefs do? They score a lot of points on iffy defenses, and that's what this team is. Let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. Their QB, Derek Carr. Um, I do think this is a matchup that he could have a good game in. Again, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So I would consider him a low-end starter, high-end streamer. If he's out there, um, I would play him over Matt Stafford this week without a doubt. If you're one of those guys. like If, J- if it's Jameis, Stafford, or Derek Carr, I'm going Derek Carr over those two guys. Uh, running back Josh Jacobs, we told you to buy low on him. Can't do that anymore. He may even be in the sell-high category if he has another great week this week. Probably just a hold, though. This team's going to need him to be a solid running back, and he's looking good. Go ahead and, and, and play him with confidence this week. A wide receiver room. Uh, Devontae Adams, you're starting him. Hunter Renfro, uh, you can start him in, in deep PPR options. Not really too much else to say there. And then tight end Darren Waller. You're most likely starting them unless there's a freak injury or something like that. But that'll kind of wrap up the uh, Raiders. All righty. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, you're starting. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you're starting. Isaiah Pacheco, you should be have him rostered in most deep leagues. Uh, wide receiver room. Juju is the only guy that I would consider to be a starter in fantasy football. MVS, McCole Hardman, our DFS start throws if you're going to hope that they hit the deep bomb. But the Chiefs aren't even hitting deep bombs right now. Like They're really just picking apart defenses methodically. A lot of screen plays, a lot of short passing opportunities. Um, they're not pushing the ball down the field as much as I kind of thought they would with MVS. And that kills his fantasy value. So uh, in my opinion, Juju is the only one that's worth a roster spot. And then last but not least, the tight end. Obviously, you're starting Travis Kelsey. Um, But that'll wrap up our Week 5 matchups. Hopefully, you guys stuck around to the end because I'm going to go ahead and plug the like, comment, subscribe. Do anything that you can to kind of help share the podcast. And if you're not subscribed on the listening platform, just subscribe. That way you don't have to look on social media for when we post a new episode. But that's going to conclude Week 5. We're going to have our Week 5 Best Bets episode available Saturday morning. But besides that, everyone, I'm going to get you out of here. Peace out.